Late Night Talk on 98FM. Now, it seems an odd question to ask. Should Irish people who live abroad be allowed to vote in Irish elections? Why is this odd? Because voter turnout in the Shannon referendum back in October was just 39%, and that was actually better wow. than expected. Yeah. So if people who live a mile from their polling station can't be bothered to go down to their old school, why would someone who lives in the back arse of Bolivia want to vote in elections in Ireland? This is a growing concern amongst the Irish diaspora about voting rights that they don't have when they don't live in Ireland. We want to know what you think. Do you think that people who don't live, work or pay tax here should be allowed to vote? 53981 or you can low call 1850229898 and we'd ask you to take into account that this isn't groundbreaking. Over 120 countries around the world allow their immigrants some voting rights, okay? So that's what happens over 120 countries. Um, so 53981 or you can low call 1850-22-98-98. Should Irish people who live abroad be allowed to vote in Irish elections? We're joined right now by Conor O'Neill, who's a spokesperson for the We're Coming Back campaign. Conor, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Um, now, Conor, what is your group all about? Okay, so basically what the group is about, we, we're campaigning for the political representation of Irish emigrants, of the diaspora. Um, at the moment, what we've been running, what's been getting a bit of publicity lately is this weekend we're organising a worldwide toast for a vote. So the idea is that we want Irish people all over the world to join us this weekend in a simultaneous toast to an emigrant vote. So already we've got people contacting us from, from Kenya, from Korea, from obviously from New Zealand, Australia, London and, and back home who want to toast with us and join with us and who want a voice back home and want some form of political representation. So why is this so important to you? Well, what I would say is voting is important. What we're campaigning for first and foremost is a vote in the presidential elections in 2018. And now the president is the head of state, he represents Irish people, and, and to me that's important, voting is important. And as you said in your intro there, Ireland is pretty anomalous here. It's one of the few states, um, it's one of only three states in Europe that completely disenfranchises its emigrants. That's pretty strange. Yeah. And um, so what, what we want to do is... We're coming back. Uh, we don't want to run the country. People right. are saying to us, if you're abroad, should you have a say in what's going on back home? And we take those concerns very well. So what we're saying is we don't want to run the country. We just want some level of representation um, as Irish citizens, as long as it doesn't present a credible threat to the sovereignty of those at home. And I think that a symbolic vote in the presidential elections really does achieve that. It means that um, Irish citizens, no matter where they are, are given some form of representation. They do have someone representing them, but it still respects the sovereignty of those still at home. Now, Connor, I have to ask, why did you leave the country? Did you feel as though you had to? I, yeah, I left the country for work. I mean, I'm one of the m- many people who've, who've left Ireland over the last five, six, seven years because unemployment here has been so high. And I'm glad you brought that up, really, because when people are saying to us, um, emigrants, you know, oh, you left the country, and people have said to us in the last month or two, oh, you know, you jumped ship. I think that that narrative is a bit flawed. When, when you look at the contribution that immigration has made, uh, most recently you've got the Financial Times, the Economist, the Irish Times, they're all quoting recent IMF quarterly review of Ireland saying that emigration has been absolutely key to trying to push unemployment down back at home. So on Sunday, on Sunday night on Taoiseach Enda Kenny, he came on and he gave a State of the Nation address and he said, it is now clear that your sacrifices are making a real difference. 
Now, I, I mean, no doubt the people at home have made an enormous sacrifice to try and um, get us back on the road to recovery, but I listened to Antishak give that address on a laptop in my room in Brussels, and I thought that emigrants have left the country, 400,000 people have left Ireland since the crisis began in 2008, and those people have made a contribution too. We've removed a burden on the state, and that's, that's been historically the case, that emigration does have a, have a role to play here. So if, if back home, if Antishak is even tentatively starting to say we're starting to get back on the road to recovery and Irish people are making it a sacrifice and Irish people are making a contribution. It's not just the Irish at home, it's also those who have left. Okay, can I ask what, what kind of work do you do, Connor? Um, at the moment I work in the European Parliament in Brussels. Okay, so that's quite a, a big job, I would imagine. It's, it's well paid and... Um, uh, um, no, I'm, I'm a recent graduate of Trinity College, right. so I'm, like many other people my age, I'm on the bit of the, the internship kind of cycle at the moment, so okay. just um, very low-level stuff, yeah. I, I promise you. But is it not, I mean, is it not a, on the, a ladder onto something bigger, obviously? I mean, what, what do you want to do? What, where do you see your future? Do you see your future here or do you see your future abroad? Well, I, de- I definitely want to return to Ireland. I don't see anything wrong with, with um, spending time abroad, but for me, Ireland is my home. And yeah. I know a lot of people feel like that too. Um, generally, for, for, for um, changes like this, they have what's often referred to as a sale-by date. So, again, to try and respect the idea that Irish people at home have you know, a certain right to determine how their country is run, that there is a time limit put on people voting abroad. So now that varies around the world. Generally, you're often going to have 10 to 15 years. I know the current president, Michael D. Higgins, has come out and supported the 10-year limit. So the idea is that if you're gone for a very, very long time and you, you're really le- left the country, and also, crucially, in that time you have time to gain citizenship somewhere else, then the, the onus is maybe, is maybe less. But at the moment, you've got people, especially young people, leaving the country in droves who do want to come back, who aren't going to be long, gone for a long time, but who still want some level of representation at home. Um, the fact that Ireland is one of the few countries that does disenfranchise its immigrants means that Irish people, and this includes myself, I, ha- I, have, I can elect no representatives anywhere in the world right now. Most countries in the world require you to stay there for a certain period of time before you earn the right to vote. So in Belgium, that's five years, and it's similar across Europe. Mm-hmm. So there's a five-year period for Irish people and for Maltese people and Cypriot people, they're the other EU countries, that when they leave Ireland, if they're not at home, they have no political voice, they have no input into the democratic process at all, which that, that does seem wrong to me. And for someone working in the European Parliament, it's also quite ironic. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get up, again, I don't want to overplay the importance of what I do. I'm, I'm working as an intern at the moment, but I get up every day and I work for Ireland on behalf of Ireland and represent Irish interests. I care deeply about Ireland back home and uh, through social media, through the, just the prevalence of regular media online, I can follow Irish politics as closely now as I did when I lived in Dublin or when I lived in Wexford. And I am engaged and I do care about the country. And again, we don't want to run the country from abroad. We just want, as Irish citizens, just some level of representation at home. And as I say, being able to elect the president, and Michael D. Higgins himself has come out and supported this. So as Paul Keogh, the Fine Gael chief whip, um, MEP Jim Higgins, Brian Hayes, Jerry Adams, yeah. they've all come out and said that and this would be a good yeah. thing to do. In the words of Leo Varadkar, it would be a very nice thing to do. Uh, Connor, just in relation to that, you are obviously very politically engaged with your country, but there are many people who pick up and leave here and they're not as engaged as you would be. They don't know what's going on. And I know that you're talking about a presidential vote, which is basically symbolic but why should I let them decide who's going to be the person who is our head of state here in Ireland when this person mightn't give a flying fig what's happening here well the, the key word there and I think it's the operative word is our 
they're still Irish citizens. So okay. the president of Ireland and the current president says this himself. He, he represents Ireland and Irish people all over the world, not just those living at home. So he's a representative of all of us. And in terms of engagement, I mean, the same could be said for, for people at home. I think the idea of getting more people voting is a brilliant thing. The turnout at home is often very low. But you also do have people at home here who elect their president who might not be as engaged and... I wouldn't say that Irish people abroad are necessarily any different than those at home. And to be honest, if you look at the way the trend has gone over in other European states that allow this, you often get the people abroad who make the effort to vote, who go to the consulate or who go for a post of vote at home or make the effort to go to the channels to register for this, they, they do care a lot. Mm. But r- regardless, I think that if you start stopping people from voting because you don't think they, they, they care enough, then the same would have to be said at home and you know that's a, a bit of a slippery slope I think What about um, one texter says here on 53981 that you're, you'd be disengaged with the rest of the population that if you're not living here on a day to day basis that you're somehow out of touch with what's well, really going on on the street I mean there may have been a time when that's true but I, I, I certainly feel and I think this would be the position of a lot of emigrants I can't speak for everyone but I know over the last month or two we've been, had people calling us and emailing us and writing to us online all over the world and they seem to expect that it is so, so much easier to stay involved with Ireland from abroad now. I mean, I, I can get up every morning and I can read the, the Times in the Independent and yeah. every other um, news website online. I can Skype and talk to any of my friends at home. I, like, I, I regularly call my parents to see, uh, to see how everything's going on back home. And it's, it's way, way easier to stay in touch. I think the idea that once you don't actually set foot in Ireland and are gone for a short period of time, and that you are suddenly disengaged or you don't have at least the ability to stay up to date is, is a little bit outdated. I mean, for example, if um, I, at the moment I'm back in Wexford, I'm home visiting friends and family for Christmas and delighted to be here. And I'll turn on the RT news and I'll read the, the evening papers and th- that'll be a huge part of how I understand what's going on around the country, mm-hmm. how I understand about the flooding over in Galway at the moment yeah. or the, the train station in Cork. I didn't have to be in Cork when that collapsed to know within minutes what had happened and to be able to see the same news that people all over the world are. So I do take that, that problem, but I think that it's much, much easier today. It's really, really available for people that if they want to be engaged in Ireland, they can. And you'd be surprised so many of them are. Connor. The Constitutional Convention voted overwhelmingly in allowing people overseas and those in the North to be allowed to vote in presidential elections. As you've mentioned, it's symbolic. When it comes to getting the right to vote for something like perhaps the general election, do you think that there would be more worries about that because obviously it's down to the government and you're the people who have left this country because of policies that they have put in place? So do you think becoming a fully-fledged person who can vote with the same voting rights, like an American citizen who can vote when they're abroad, do you think that that would be much more difficult because of an Irish government's self-interest? I I can see why that might be the case, but surprisingly, that that isn't really how it is. Again, you've got a broad um, support for this across, um, across the political parties. You've, like Minister Radker came out for it, MEP Jim Higgins, who are both Fianna Gael. Uh, Paul Keogh is also Fianna Gael. He's come out in support for it. Mark Daly from Fianna Fáil, um, Jerry Adams from Sinn Féin, Michael Higgins himself, Brian Hayes. There is a broad level of support for this across the political institutions because, um, in a way, and I, I think, I would hope that Fianna Gael would agree here, is that this is, is some way of 
saying to immigrants or the people who have left the country that we are not, you may have walked out, but we're not slamming the door on you the minute you, you know, get Leave. on those yeah. infamously tax-free planes. And, I mean, there's been a government, 6,000 people in Ireland received um, information from the government about jobs abroad and how to leave. I think if it's going to be government policy, and I think if they're going to talk about the sacrifices Irish people have made and the contribution they're making to um, getting us back on track, they also need to uh, listen to our immigrants because we, yeah. we've had a, made a contribution there as well. And also you probably learn from the, the other countries that you're living in, you know, what works there and what doesn't as well and come back with some fresh and new ideas, hopefully. Conor O'Neill, uh, thank you so much for uh, giving the call. Your, your Facebook page or how people can get in touch? Yeah, well, thanks a million. Um, so we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash WCB Ireland. Or if you search for We're Coming Back Ireland, you'll find us. Um, and you can get us on Twitter again at the handle is WCB Ireland. Or if you'd like to send us an email, again, WCB Ireland at gmail.com. And just one last plug for this weekend. We've already had people getting in touch from, again, from Kenya, from Korea, Mexico, Berlin, all over the world have been sending us in photos, toasting for a vote with us. Mm-hmm. So you want to say that if you're at home in Ireland listening or wherever you are in the world, if you support the idea that Irish people abroad are still Irish citizens and deserve some sort of representation, please do toast for a vote with us this, this weekend. Engage with us online and send us your photos because we want to put names and faces to these emigration figures. It's not just 400,000 written on a piece of paper. There are people in Australia who would love to be home for Christmas now and we want to hear from these people. Okay. Listen, thank you, Connor. Take care. Thanks. Happy Christmas, Happy Connor. Christmas. Late Night Talk for Dublin. With Head and Shoulders, giving you the confidence to hang up your hang-ups. On 98FM.